right at the heart of this book of James is a conflict between two things, between faith and good works. And um, it's been a, a complex issue throughout the whole history of uh, Christianity. Uh, the reason it's complex is because it's a, a complex issue in our, in our own nature. But um, at the heart of it, it really is very simple. It's even more um, significant for us because there's um, a real historical uh, com um, conflict over this. We uh, are part of a Protestant tradition which um, uh, lives in the light of the Reformation, um, where uh, a slightly oversimplistic view of what was going on is that um, uh, there were two groups of Christians, one who claimed that we were uh, made right with God by our good works, and another who claimed that, no, it is by faith that we are justified. But even in the midst of that um, uh, Reformation conflict, there was never any dispute that uh, good works were essential in the life of um, uh, the church and of the Christian believer. Um, and the strangest thing has happened, uh, really, in our own lifetimes, certainly in the last 50 years of um, Christianity, that we've come to the point of actually being very suspicious of good works. So that anybody who um, uh, preaches that um, we should be doing good things um, uh, is uh, viewed as um, uh, putting burdens on us, um, uh, uh, putting us under law, uh, or um, uh, making us feel guilty. And uh, we're so sort of uh, def uh, defensive about the fact that we're justified by faith that um, uh, we're suspicious about uh, anybody calling us to good works. Now, I think for many of us, it's, um, it is an important subject, particularly uh, given our own uh, human nature and our own uh, journey. Um, I certainly uh, had a very significant moment in my Christian life when I had to realise that um, all of my efforts to please God, all of my efforts to do good things um, uh, in order to receive God's blessing, uh, simply didn't work. And uh, that discovery of uh, grace of the fact that I was uh, loved by God uh, because of his goodness and not because of mine um, was a very important turning point. And uh, I've often told the story of uh, when I read a, a book on grace, um, uh, I was overwhelmed with a great sense of relief and um, uh, suddenly stopped doing all of the uh, good things that I'd been doing before. That's okay, actually. Um, uh, my motivation for doing them previously uh, was uh, was poor. Um, but it's a process of putting things back together and realising the right place of good works in the life of a Christian. James couldn't be clearer on this issue. Um, he says in chapter 2, 21, um, that faith without deeds is useless. And um, that's a, a, I still think that's a, a stark uh, thing for us to face. Likewise, in verse 17, he says, um, uh, faith, if not accompanied by action, is dead. This is, in fact, exactly the same issue that um, we were facing at the end of uh, the book of Galatians, um, when Paul had done this whole job of deconstructing the sort of religious structures that we put in place in order to uh, make ourselves feel good or, or look good, but uh, then uh, uh, pointed to the real motivation. And he says that we were called to be free and that we shouldn't let anything compromise that freedom but that we shouldn't use that, that freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, we should use it to serve one another in love, and that the entire law is summed up in a single command, to love your neighbour as yourself. 
you know, the real meaning of the word charity has sort of been lost. It's become this, um, you know, multi-billion pound industry. Um, but um, uh, charity is uh, an old English word for love, and it was uh, deeply rooted in a, a Christian tradition which um, uh, wanted to live out love in every area of society. And it believed that um, uh, Christian lives should be marked by charity, by loving your neighbour as yourself. All of these things are not uh, duty or law, but they are intended to be the fruit of the redemption that's worked in us, the fruit of the Spirit of God which is placed in us. Ultimately, of course, we are called to, um, to walk in the footsteps of Christ, to be Christ-like and uh, remember it's Christ who, being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. So there are some serious questions for us to uh, answer here, and uh, we need to look at ourselves um, and say, um, are our lives marked by service and good works? Uh, do we exhibit the fruit of the Spirit? And um, has uh, what's been done in us resulted in, in good works overflowing? I think Paul's words uh, were very pertinent when he said um, uh, that we shouldn't use our freedom to indulge the sinful nature. There's a great tendency for us to um, to do that, uh, not simply in terms of um, uh, sort of doing wrong things, but uh, in terms of selfishness, in terms of a, a, a living just for ourselves. And there's a positive spin to this as well, actually. It isn't rocket science to, um, uh, to say that lives lived for ourselves, simply for our own good, uh, actually end up being rather futile and certainly quite unhappy. We should be the sort of people who are the first to say that... Um, I don't want to live just for myself. I, I don't want to live out this uh, daft Western consumerist individualistic ideal where I just pursue my own good and assume that everybody else can do the same thing. Over the course of these four talks, these four reflections on this book of James, we've um, uh, been considering these things of uh, prayer and hospitality and generosity. And, and I think ultimately they all come down to this final one of service. What we're looking to do here at Church on the Corner is to be authentic church and what that means is um, to be the sort of community filled with love and hospitality and uh, generosity, service and prayer that actually reflects the character of God. It is a place where people can come and see the gospel in action. I don't know if you realise the, the importance of that but um, uh, uh, we live in a, a culture where uh, people are deeply suspicious of uh, words and um, uh, I, I want us to be a church where people can come and see those words made real, see those words put into action and, uh, and encounter God in the midst of his people. So I'd love you each to be um, uh, reflecting on this uh, and talking together um, about the way that our lives are marked by service, by love, by charity. And I think this has got two uh, distinct and both important focuses. The first, uh, most obviously, is the church. What are the ways in which you are serving your church community? How are you using your energy and your gifts uh, to serve your family here at church? Um, uh, not doing things in order to, um, uh, to build your own reputation or feel better about yourself or look good in front of your friends, but simple, gentle, humble service for the good of others. How often do you come to church uh, thinking, how am I going to serve 
tonight, even if you're not doing anything particular? Um, uh, are you coming looking to uh, talk to someone, uh, to care for them and to bless them uh, and to encourage them and to pray for them? It's a really simple thing to do, but it's, yet, uh, it's, a, it's a very distinct approach to church from the one that says I'm coming in order to receive, in order to get all of the things that I like from it. Ask yourself the question, how am I part of this community uh, uh, through my service? And the other half of this is um, uh, uh, probably best summed up in that word charity. Um, uh, how am I living out my life in uh, my culture and in my community and amongst uh, my friends and workmates in such a way that I am serving and loving my neighbour? This is a much broader question and there's a, an almost infinite array of opportunities but um, one of the things I've been thinking about with us at church is that um, uh, uh, the ways that we could serve uh, and the way that we could uh, give um, are, are perhaps different to other churches. Um, often churches want to do things like uh, soup kitchens and homeless shelters uh, and um, all of those are really good things. But um, the gifts that we have amongst us at Church on the Corner are quite unique. And I think we can um, imagine some very creative ways to use those specific gifts that we have. So to take one example, um, uh, lots of us have got um, really good experience and skills in terms of uh, sort of financial services. And um, uh, while it might be entirely appropriate for uh, people with those skills to go and do something just very different um, and go and work on an estate in the summer, um, uh, it's also uh, uh, really plausible that uh, those gifts could be used in amazing ways um, to help people in financial difficulties, to sit down with them and give them good advice. There are as many opportunities as there are different skills in our church. And uh, a great line of thought would be, uh, what are the ways that I could use my skills, the things which I'm trained at, to serve other people and to do good? What are the ways that I could uh, uh, take what I do professionally and uh, use just a little bit of my time uh, uh, to bless people um, and to serve them for the sake of Jesus as an expression of gratitude for what he's done for me and as a witness to the goodness and generosity and grace of God. We need to be a church which is marked by service, by a love for one another and for God and a place where charity is at the heart of what we do.